Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Amy. And this is Monumental, a small show about the big things God does in the lives of ordinary people. If you caught last week's episode, you know that this is the second part in our November adoption series for Adoption Awareness Month. Last week, Pastor Max Carell and his wife Annie talked about three aspects of adoption, why it's an important calling for believers, and how the church should think about it. So this week, they've come back to tell us their story of adopting their daughter, Allie. And next week, Allie will join us to share her story of being adopted and how God used that in her life for good. So why did you guys decide to adopt? We wanted a baby. (laughs) No, we wanted another child. We had a son. I found out from the doctor or a doctor told me that I probably wouldn't be able to have more children. Um, it fa- I mean, obviously he was wrong because we ended up having another child biologically, but um, we thought we wouldn't be able to have more children and we wanted, we wanted more than one child. Mm-hmm. And that's really, that is the that's reason why we adopted <laughs> Where did the, I, I mean, did you all have teaching on, you know, basically fruitfulness or anything of the sort? Or was it just like, we just want more kids? Why didn't you just stop with one and be like, well, this is what God gave us one? We wanted more children. Uh, I can't remember anyone teaching about fruitfulness. Lots of people taught about barrenness but Uh nobody was teaching about fruitfulness so we just desired more children that simple yeah not complicated yeah so i think this has i mean happens with women sometimes Mm. when they have babies so when you're in labor you're like i don't ever want to do this again Mm -hmm. this is awful i never want to experience this again and then um so that's what happened to me. I'm in labor. I'm looking at Dave frantically. I don't ever want to do this again. And then I think it was more of a pronouncement. We're never doing. We it. are never. <laughs> we will never do this again. And then Ben is born. They and put, I'm just, put him in her arms. And I'm I'm just like I'm ready for it. Let's do this again. <laughs> the quote is, "Let's have another one." <laughs> you would remember that. You're like, well, that was fast. And he's probably some quinking. I don't know. After watching you go through all that, (laughs) you each changed your mind. And then our next one was Allie, the adopted child, which God blessed us with. So, well, if you think about it, that is the the perfect way to illustrate the scripture that says that the the moment the baby is born, the labor is forgotten. Forgotten. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, how else do you? Uh explain that mm-hmm. that yep. just motherhood yes yeah one of the things that happened just before we we started to pursue adopting was that there was a famous case in the state of michigan and at that time we were living in ohio just across the border but we ended up adopting our daughter our oldest daughter Allie. we adopted her in the state of michigan and Michigan had just had a famous case where a young girl had been adopted by a couple 
And she had lived with the couple, I think, as their daughter for six years. I think she was six years old. And just before we adopted the state, uh, there was a, a challenge to a paternity challenge because the biological father had not signed off on the adoption. Mm -hmm. And the state took that child of six years old from the parents who had been raising her, and they placed her back in the home of her biological father. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not, um, I don't want to make a judgment on what the state should have mm -hmm. done. Those kinds of things are very difficult, which is why, part of the reason mm -hmm. why uh, the foster care system is so difficult mm -hmm. because of the yeah. state's desire to protect parental rights. Mm -hmm. We do want the state to protect parental rights. Mm -hmm. um, and so immediately, I think parents who were about to adopt in that state were terrified. Terrified yeah. to do it, yeah. That okay. suddenly, who knows what will happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like a worse nightmare right there. And so that was part of it. Then... When we did start the process, you have to wait through a period of time before there's a time for the uh, biological parents to change their minds. Mm -hmm. You remember how long that was, Annie? I think it was a month, but it had to be a good reason. Like it had to be maybe the, the birth mother found out she wasn't able to have any more children hmm. or something. It had to be... That's what they told us. It had to be a big reason. It was. It couldn't be just, oh, I want my baby back. Huh. Right. Um, but that was a time that was pretty, you know, I felt like I was, she was my baby that was on the best schedule. Mm -hmm. She. I made sure that all of her immunizations were gotten Not right her. on time. Um, just very careful about all this any health things. I mean, mm -hmm. just, I was like on top of it all the time because I was thinking, I, I don't want to give anybody any reason, reason to take yeah. this baby away from me, you right. know? But so. it was, there was fear involved. Because yeah, sure. For a whole yeah. year, I there think. There was a, before everything was finalized, mm -hmm. wasn't a year before everything was finalized? So. How old was she when oh, you well. got her? Four days. Okay. So yep. that was something that I think no matter how you go through the adoption process, mm -hmm. so there is fun. some level of um, fear mm -hmm. of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like I said, I've, I found out, or I, the doctor said, I most likely wouldn't be able to have any more children. Well, I wish I could say we had, <coughs> we had one son. I wish I could say I had some big theology for wanting another child, but mm. I don't. I just wanted more children than mm -hmm. one. I was very happy with one, just wanted more. Yep. And mm -hmm. so um, we had found out through Max's brother, who was a principal, that there was a girl who um, was pregnant in, his, in the school where he was a principal at in Michigan. And she was looking for someone to adopt their baby. And mm. um, so we uh, really were excited about that. And so we um, talked to him and told him we were definitely interested. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We were very excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and our whole family was excited. Yeah. I was going to ask Both about sides, Ben. What did were, Ben think? Because he was old enough to really yeah, he been remember for a, a baby for us. Was he eight? A sister or brother. Mm. Was he eight years old? I think he was 
six, maybe seven. We went through a process of, you know, getting... Very uh, quickly because she was yeah. seven months, six or seven Probably months. Probably maybe six, seven months before we even <clears throat> found out. So we very quickly had to go through this, you know, getting... Paperwork. All this and, paperwork, yeah. getting security things done. Home we had studies. to go through yeah. a home study. We had to go through some infant class, taking care of baby classes mm-hmm. at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just went through and did, you know, we just checked the boxes. We did yeah. this, we did this, yeah. we did this, which, you know, Katie, all the stuff yeah. we had to do. And um, I remember I was teaching at the time, full time at a school nearby and I the home study lady would come into our home uh, Mm -hmm. several times I think and um, the second time she came I kept thinking no before she came I kept thinking should I tell her that I work full time or should I tell her that once I have the baby and once we get a baby I'm not going to work full time Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do because I didn't know if she was a stay home with your child oh, kind yeah. of woman or <laughs> go for your career kind of woman right. and i just yeah. decided i was just going to be honest with her which yeah. you know of course i'm going to be honest with her so <laughs> i told her that and uh, i told her i was working full time and that after we had this child yeah i would if, you know s- s- quit working soon after we had her so um she was very on board with that, but I just remember this fear of I don't want to mess this up yeah. by yeah, telling right. her something yeah, exactly. she doesn't want to hear. <laughs> um, so we went through the home studies, and then Allie was born. It was on a Sunday. We got this call um, that uh, her birth mother was in labor, mm-hmm. and we were praying. We knew she was a girl, which was mm-hmm. exciting, and mm-hmm. so we were starting to pack and get ready yeah, to go up yeah, to Michigan yeah. and you know I was just like really nervous and um, we got the call she was born um, if you'd like to come and see her so we drove up saw her in the hospital and also feeling honored to have this baby mm. because when we went to visit there's the mom holding her the, the biological birth mom. biological mom the birth grandmother mm-hmm. and the birth great-grandmother all in the room and they are letting us adopt this new baby baby. their first baby grandbaby great-grandbaby so it's pretty uh like humbling yeah Mm -hmm. pretty uh, like wow what a privilege and honor i remember thinking okay i have a room here for a nursery Mm -hmm. but do i want to get my hopes up too much Are they going to come crashing down? Right. It's a it's a strange situation to be in. You want yeah. you, you have hope that you're going to have a baby, but yet oh maybe not. You know. It's, yeah. 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 Um, how much do you prepare? Right. Yeah. And yeah. or even invest your own emotion and heart yes. into this yes. little person. That's got to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, up fearful. to the time. Yeah. Where you get her? You know, yeah. you go get her. Mm-hmm. Um. I think there are uh, similarities, though, in um, births, biological births that happen with couples. If you think about it, um, there are differences Mm -hmm. because there are um, circumstances that are different Mm -hmm. and things that we perceive to be more out of our control. Mm -hmm. 
uh, that depend on a whole lot more decisions where the rights of biological parents don't have to be concerned with those mm-hmm. things typically, mm-hmm. right? But there's still many, many couples who've experienced uh, hopes dashed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, hope deferred as they've had miscarriages mm-hmm. and stillborn children mm-hmm. and children who've died in in early infancy and mm-hmm. it's and it's uh, horrible. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's difficult. And so there are similarities to to some degree in the fears that can happen mm-hmm. and things that can yeah, happen. But I don't think I think what happens is um, a lot of times, and I suppose moms who get pregnant often think and do have fears. I know I pray mm-hmm. typically in pastoral prayers. I pray for moms that they won't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I know that they do have fears, but I I think we. We live in such a time where circumstances and um, uh, death during pregnancies and death of of infants has been so minimized Mm -hmm. that we just have presumptions. We Mm -hmm. assume that Mm -hmm. everything's going to be be fine fine. and there won't be any issue, right? Mm -hmm. So, but that's not guaranteed to Mm -hmm. anyone. So there are similar similarities, but they're different. Mm -hmm. And it seems like more things are out of your control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, with her, her mother, mm-hmm. her grandmother, yeah. which was really sobering. Like, wow, yeah. this, mm-hmm. they're they are really they really love this baby. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So. Um, yeah. Then we had to wait an amount of time to get to the adoption agency. So she was in a foster home for a few days. And then we um, went up back up to Michigan to the adoption agency and got her. And the first thing I wanted to do was change her clothes. I don't know why that was such a big deal for me, but I wanted to take off those clothes and put on the clothes I wanted, you you know, the one, her clothes that I bought for her. Ownership of that, yeah. Yeah, so we changed her. I remember changing her on (laughs) the... um, on the chair at the adoption agency. <laughs> <You> couldn't wait. <laughs> um, we went, got her, you know, we had bottles and yeah. uh, the necessities. Right. And um, we couldn't cross the... For a month, was it? No, for like a, it was like seven days or something. We couldn't go into Ohio from Michigan. We had to keep her in Michigan oh, okay. for a certain amount of time. So thing. I stayed with Max's parents. Uh I think, yeah, Dave had to go back to work, or Max had to go back to work, and so he and Ben went back home, and then I stayed for a week. <coughs> then we met them, and we, and we took her home mm-hmm. from there, which was really fun. And mm-hmm. I remember taking a video of her up yeah. in Michigan with all the snow, and <laughs> um, it was very sweet. So as a baby, she looked like Ben, and it was really kind of funny. She had blonde hair, blue eyes, just like Ben. Mm-hmm. Um so really, she looked like Ben's sister, yeah. uh, biological sister, <laughs> right. and Ben just loved her, and we had a great time with her. Um, and again, I was so careful about getting her yeah. immunization. She was always at the perfect weight and height, and that was <laughs> I was so glad um, that that was just part of her. Yeah, you know that yeah, she didn't just, struggle through. Yeah, right. She she ate well. She didn't eat too much. She you know yeah. it was really. Um, 
nice just to have those those good records yeah um, for me for my sake for my peace of mind um, yeah so we have there's lots of uh good and beautiful memories and times and mm-hmm. funny things and mm-hmm. things that we remember she i remember that she found out that if ben had a band-aid on his arm or something that if she poked it, he'd say, ouch, <laughs> because usually there was something sore underneath. <laughs> so that became one of her things to do. But she adored Ben, mm. and, you know, the, the sun rose and sat over Ben, really. Mm. <laughs> um, at the same time, there were difficulties because, um, as I said before, children that you adopt have personalities, mm. and often they're not like the personalities of your family. Mm. I think I was very naive, maybe we both were, naive about what it would be like to raise a child that we had adopted. And naive because we didn't, I didn't realize how much um, your genetics play into your personality. Mm -hmm. But what you realize is that when you adopt a child, they have come genetically from someone else Mm -hmm. and they have a lot of influence Mm -hmm. uh, genetically from where they come from and so their personality Mm -hmm. right there's a reason why adopted child adopted children want to know things about their biological parents and there are things Mm -hmm. when they if they get to meet their biological Mm -hmm. parents there are things that uh, they get answered Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that person laughs like I laugh mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, they have the same kind of turn in their eye. And mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And the yeah. lips. I mean, I remember yeah. Yeah. Allie saying, yeah, I, I've got lips like yeah. my aunt or yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, so you maintained contact with the family? The no, that family. actually happened quite a bit later when Allie was mm-hmm. older. And so what you realize and why I said I was, I think I was naive is that I did not realize that that would be the case. I thought, well, you know, it's all going to be environment. She's going to grow up in she's our She's going to grow up and, and it's just going to be, oh, okay, yeah. she's just going to like the, laugh the same way and be yeah. the same way laugh and have the, the same, same personality. And the fact yeah. is that even even within your own family yeah, and children that are born to you yeah. biologically, there's complete differences in their mm-hmm. personalities, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that was, I think, a big lesson for us to mm-hmm. learn, mm-hmm. a big shift in paradigm for us. We had to we had to uh, uh, grow up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. realize that that wasn't what we thought it was mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then we could come back and and care for Allie in the way that we ought to but that sounds so easy as i said it that way <laughs> but poor Allie, she had to live through it right <laughs> because you know you think, well, what's wrong with this child well okay <laughs> that's her personality being her. she's right. being who she is mm-hmm. you know and that's that's not to discount sin right right your right. children adopted or biological have sin right but they also have personalities, and if you just don't have the slightest idea how to handle that kind of personality, right. okay. Mm-hmm. And so I remember saying to people, and I remember, I remember having—I don't remember the day—but I remember having the realization that, uh, you know, sometimes what frustrates me with Allie is not her behavior that it, she's sinning. Sometimes what's frustrating me is her personality. Mm. Well, you 
you can't uh, discipline personality out of somebody, mm-hmm. right? So you have to suddenly think how you're going to make room for mm-hmm. a personality that's mm-hmm. very different and mm-hmm. fall in love with that personality. Could right? you give an example? Mm-hmm. She wanted to be in everything. She was adventurous. So when you so mm-hmm. that so I didn't know how to handle her adventurous. You know, we we great we raised turkeys. Right. And I was going to slaughter the turkeys. Yeah. Well, she wanted to be right there and watch the slaughter. I was telling her, honey, now, you know, Daddy and Ben, they're going to go kill the turkeys. And I didn't we'll even stay. want to watch the turkeys. <laughs> and I was serious. Like, you know? We'll stay in the house. And she's like, mm-hmm. I want to go. I want to see it. She wanted to do everything anybody could yeah. do. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> We're kind of easygoing folk. Yeah, we had we had a and when we moved to Michigan, we had a little farm, and there was a path in the woods that we would yeah. walk through, and I would you know I'm the safe one. Yeah. I love to stay on the path. Right, right. Let's not go too far. Let's right. stay on the path. You know, and she always wanted to go in it and yeah. you know explore the right. woods. Right. And I'm like, don't go too far. Don't you know? Yeah. Which is probably just typical of a mom but um that was she was adventurous she would always try she would always want to try new foods Mm. the odd strange things on the you know that are on the buffet right she would go for those and say i ate that you know (laughs) um some one thing that was very interesting because i I'm a very slow moving person, slow, slow moving. So Max always says I have two speeds, slow and Max slower. Max shaking, <laughs> yeah, shaking, yeah, shaking his head. Yes, Allie is quick, and she's. Um, I just remember when you were talking about differences, and it's not really a personality, but it is kind of. Yeah. She was quick with her hands, so she would. I remember one time she reached down. And grabbed a, a mouse that was running in the field. She reached down and grabbed it. Like Whoa. she was wow. so quick. <laughs> and anytime we had chickens when we lived in Michigan, anytime I needed somebody to catch the chickens, it was Allie. She was not. <laughs> she, she was, was adventurous. Fearless. <laughs> she was. She was fearless. She'd grab those chickens up and 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 then I also remember she was quick with her hands in learning piano. She loved piano. She would take piano lessons when we lived in Michigan, and she. Her piano teacher was always amazed that at a young age she would play the piano and sing. And she would always want to, at her recital, to play the piano and sing. And I was Mm. just amazed at her talent because I took piano for 10 years. We were just talking about this and never learned how to play. And she could play wonderfully as a child, you know, and sing. And I could never sing in front of people. I think the other reality that was happening in the young years uh, her young years were or in our family was the reality of how do you communicate to a child that mm. they're adopted mm. and I had heard horror stories I had a friend an older friend growing up who found out that she was adopted on the playground when some girl told her in the I don't know, fourth grade or something <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know that's like about as horrible as yeah. you can imagine and so, you know, we did what we thought we should do. We kind of, we got a book that you sat on your coffee table back when people had coffee tables and you, <laughs> and you, um, it was just there. Right. Available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you know, once in a while you would um, refer to, um, I don't know, what did we say? The special way that we 
had her or something. I, I remember you holding her and kissing her and holding her and saying, you're my sweet adopted baby. You know, yeah, we, made, we just, just tried to make her familiar with the word, right. Yeah, I guess, right. when she was very young. Talk about it, be natural yeah, about and it. Right. Yeah. At the same time, you... The reality was it seemed to be, even from infancy, mm-hmm. that sh- there were realities about what Allie knew in terms of her biology. So t- today they talk about um, attachment disorders mm-hmm. and attachment. Well, we don't have any diagnosis or anything. I just say I say that, that there was a reality as she was growing up that... Uh, she was she she loved us. We loved her, but often it was very difficult for her to tether, mm-hmm. to moor as a boat would moor mm-hmm. to the dock. Mm-hmm. It was difficult for her to tether. We noticed it. Mm-hmm. It's it's normal. I mean, you know, you the the famous thing that every adopted child says to their parents at one point is, "You're not my parents. Mm-hmm. You're not my mother. You're not my father." Mm-hmm. Right? They all say that at yeah. some point or other. And uh, but at the same time, there was just this evidence of uh, a difficulty making the connection, mm-hmm. right? And that was a difficult part of our lives together because we didn't know how to make that connection for mm-hmm. her. I mean, we did what we uh, the things we thought we should mm-hmm. do, and as time goes on, we learned more. Mm-hmm. As time goes on, going on, things were better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, what, we skip ahead? Till she's... We got into teenage years, and then all of the teenage realities mm-hmm. hit. Mm-hmm. Well, then the teenage realities uh, uh, are compounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, those are hard things, anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're difficult anyway, but they're compounded by things that... Um, uh, are that are that want the answers that want to be had? Yeah, it's a lot about it's when identity. they want to go see. They want to find yeah. out who their biological right. parents are. That's when that starts to happen. Right. Yeah. And so then, then the question of mooring and connection mm-hmm. becomes more difficult. Yeah. There was a way in which Allie, I think, was more moored to us than our other children. Yeah. And there was a way in which she wasn't. Mm-hmm. She where we couldn't make the connection. How and was she more so? Well, children. because we went through so much. Well, I think you. I think you try to hold on to them tighter because yeah. because you you can't presume. Right. Well, a biological child, you just presume. Right. Oh, okay. You don't. It's it's not even a conscious thought right. with a biological mm-hmm. child as to whether or not you're connected to them. It's not conscious. Right. But if you have an adopted child, it's a conscious thought, mm-hmm. which is what I think is important to say. Because uh, one thing that's important to say is that when you adopt a child, that reality will can act can can go can play against you, mm-hmm. because that conscious mm-hmm. thought. Of whether or not you know how you're connected and all those mm-hmm. kinds of things can end up uh, causing you to not be faithful mm-hmm. in the care. We sinned lots and failed mm-hmm. lots with Allie because we were afraid. Mm-hmm. Rather than rather than just doing what we should have done and having faith for it, just like we would have done with the, mm-hmm. any of the other children, mm-hmm. the fact was that it was it was like it happened with fear. Oh mm-hmm. my! But she's adopted. You end up thinking, 
okay, we've got to treat them carefully because mm-hmm. they're adopted. If they're, they've got this poor, difficult mm-hmm. situation that they've got to deal with. And then they well, sense that doesn't do them any favor. That right. That's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sense the tension, yeah. and it ends up helping you or, or your, your – um, you often will make bad decisions because right. of it. Mm-hmm. And you won't do the things with faith that you ought to do. Right. Yeah. So those that's something that's important to think about with adopting children is mm-hmm. that you have to raise them with faith and you have to remember that you're bound to them in some ways because you're conscious of it mm-hmm. uh, stronger than you're bound than you're bound to your biological children. Mm-hmm. Now you're not. You are and you're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're bound to both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because you're conscious of it, yeah. It's in front of you. And then I think that's part of the reason why it's so beautiful that adoption is the picture God gives us of how he lays hold of us. Because then we become conscious of the fact that God has taken us to himself and he's conscious of mm-hmm. us as his sons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Taking us to himself and having us as his children and yeah. us having him as our father. And it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful picture. It's the gospel you, constantly in front of you. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, hopefully as an adopted child, that's something that you, that you get uh, um, full realization of hmm. as you come and have faith in God. Yeah. That's what you're hoping for adopted children. And when And you have to have... I don't know how to say it, but thick skin. You have to be mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. tough because emotional things will, especially for me, wanted to pull me different ways, make me mm-hmm. maybe um, maybe just paralyzed or not to be faithful in discipline. Or mm-hmm. so. So I remember a time when I was washing Allie's hair. She was I don't know how she was probably four ish. She was in the tub. I would wash her hair, and then she'd finish her bath, and then, you know, because she had uh, long, blondish hair. And so I was washing her hair, and she was looking up at me and saying, I hate you. You are not my mom. You know, and she mm-hmm. just kept saying that. I just remember crying and crying. But I washed her hair, and then I uh, got her dried off. I went in our room and just bawled. Mm-hmm. But... I I remember that also that that uh, gave me uh, just some determination of I can't let my emotions just totally mm. uh, rule me. Mm-hmm. I this is my daughter, mm-hmm. and I have to take care of her. And even if she doesn't understand it right now, mm-hmm. I have to um, love her through this. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we, we sat down with her, and I remember Max telling her, you can't say that anymore. Mm-hmm. You just can't. That's, it's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. You know, She is your mother. Mm-hmm. This is your mother. Mm-hmm. And so like she needed your confidence right. in claiming and telling yeah. her, no, I, I am. <laughs> yeah, and I don't remember her ever doing something, mm-hmm. saying something so hurtful mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she said some hurtful things, like any child, right. you know, right. would do in anger, possibly. But um, I just remember that having, you know, just asking God, give me strength for this because I am emotional mm-hmm. and I need yeah. to go beyond that and not let my emotions rule me. Mm-hmm. So... I just remember 
that is a really definite point in mm-hmm. raising Allie. Um, you know, and she's, you know, I think my mom's just sitting there waiting for me. Um, you know, she's thinking about how she looks. Mm-hmm. What does what mm-hmm. does my birth mom look like? And I had to be strong. I could have mm-hmm. just said, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. Or, right. But I, I had to tell her what I knew, right. what, what her what birth you. mom looked like when I saw her, mm-hmm. and, um, and just tell her what I knew and, you know, try to give her hope that maybe someday you'll meet her. Yeah. And mm-hmm. try to, you know, work with Yeah, her. I think that's an important thing is that a child that's adopted, um, even if you feel insecure, as mm-hmm. a parent that adopts a child, uh, you you have to uh, live and not allow yourself to be threatened by that. Mm-hmm. You can acknowledge it, mm-hmm. right? I remember when there there was awkward times surrounding Allie's meeting of her her biological father. And I knew she felt awkward, mm. and I felt awkward. Mm-hmm. So I just said to her one day, you know, let's just say, let me just say, I know you feel awkward, and mm-hmm. I feel awkward. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. It's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, because a child in that situation is feeling like, am I betraying my parents? Yes. What am I doing, right? Mm-hmm. And I, it really is the point where I think we should stop our story because I got just about up now to the teenage years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point, you know, we didn't really talk about this, but I think actually at this point it would be a good time for Allie to take on the story. Okay. She could talk yeah. about her childhood yeah. a little bit, but this is the part where it gets, yeah. it gets very tumultuous and then a lot out of our hands really. and and then mm-hmm. uh also the part of greatest uh resolution mm-hmm. in the long run right there was spiritual resolution mm-hmm. between ali and god mm-hmm. and that was beautiful and simultaneously there was also a miraculous mooring mm-hmm. <laughs> and it happened when she was 19 18 19 years old Hmm. and i mean it it was uh it was so miraculous that i mean overnight Hmm. uh annie and i would look at one another and say (laughs) who is this we didn't even know (laughs) it was like it was like what happened here we can't explain this at all Hmm. because it was that different it was night and day wow and um and since that time uh, with ups and downs, we've the, it's just been a uh, a very sweet. Mm-hmm. And uh, now she has four little boys mm-hmm. and a husband who's taking care of them and oh. who's also and, a believer. And we're Mama and Papa. And we're Mama and Papa. <laughs> I was just talking to Kimmy, our youngest daughter, um, and she was asking me. You know, where are you going? And I said, we're going to go and talk about, we're going to, they're going to record us and we're going to talk about adoption. She's like, really? I'm like, I said, yes. And she said, um, she was asking questions that, you know, I assume she knew the answer to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But she was asked, so why did you have me after you adopted Allie? Why did you decide to have another baby? Why did you have me? It was just kind of interesting. And all it made me think of was that God has a plan um, for everyone. And it's just neat and amazing to look back and see God's plan in all of the things that happened. I didn't think I could have more children. We adopted Allie. I did have another child, Mm. but that was God's plan. He wanted us to adopt Allie. Allie. That was the plan. He wanted us to have a child before and a child after. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just to see God working and then what's in store. Mental is hosted by Katie Walker and Amy Molina. It is produced and edited by Katie Walker, and it is executive produced by Nathan Alberson and Jake Mensel. If you like the show, please don't forget to rate and review in the app of your choice. And if you're interested in more great content, including articles and other podcasts, please visit warhornmedia.com. <laughs>